I'm Matt. I'm James. And we are Shade Tree Chefs. All right. We decided to change it up a little bit this week. Yep. Uh, actually, let's kind of get in that backstory. Um, a coworker of yours, right? Yeah. Or someone that you met through work. Uh, actually came, uh, approached you about interviewing us, right? Yes. Oh, they, yes, they, by the way, this is Dallas as we're talking about him and he's sitting here, uh, with us. Yes. Uh, we are also doing video this week, audio, video, audio and video. So we will have that on all of the, um, well, Instagram is only about a minute. So we'll have it on Facebook. We'll put it on our YouTube. Let's just say social media, social media, all They're, platforms, all platforms. platforms. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> Dallas, I don't know if you could uh, introduce yourself. Maybe tell us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. First of all, guys, I'm so thankful to be here. I, I work with Jamie on the Air I'm Force so, Base. I'm sorry. Yeah? Yes? I'm he's, sorry, Matt. He's apologizing. Oh, yeah. I, I'm apologizing that you have to see him every day <laughs> work with him. Well, you know. Oh, it's not that bad? No, it's not that all bad. Right. At least not at work. At least not at work. No. Not so far. No, not yeah. so far. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, it's so funny because Jamie brought in some grilled chicken and he heated it up in the microwave and... The sillage from the sm- from the chicken was filling up the room, and so I was like, "Man, whose chicken is that?" And yeah. then Jamie was like, "That's me." He yeah, let me taste a piece. And I want to bring, I want to do that yeah. more often. You know, like I always yeah. think about it. I'm like, I'm here at home. <laughs> I'm I'm grilling something. I'm making something. I have all this extra food. I'm like, ah, I should bring it in. And I always just I either forget it. I don't know, but I should bring it in more often because there's a lot of meat or food that does go to waste. Absolutely. But with me, it always ends up like uh, if I put it on top of the stove. You know, and then you just serve from there. It's high enough. You can back it off enough for the dogs. Sure. If they decide to jump up, uh, can't get to it. Right. And then you wake up in the morning and there it is. And it's like, man, I knew I forgot. To well, I'm notorious away. for leaving chicken in the ref- refrigerator or food just in general. And then it spoils, goes bad. And I'm like, yep. man, yep. Yep. what is life? <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited. My name is Dallas and I work with Jamie. I'm from... Alabama. Alabama. Yeah, Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. All right. The great state of Alabama. Of Alabama. Which, uh, roll Tide or Eagle. Roll, roll yeah. <laughs> you all will learn quickly that when you get to Alabama, that's, that is like the greeting, right? And is it? Yeah, it is. Okay. That is one of the greetings. Oh, we've, right? heard, we've heard Roll Tide plenty. Plenty of times. Plenty. Absolutely. Yeah. And you have to pick a side once you live there long enough. So. I bet. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> so we're, you're in Badger country right now, so... Uh, just that's all be, right. That's all right. Tread, tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> that's not like a threat, Jamie. That's not a threat. No, not a threat. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, so, I was born so, and raised in Montgomery. Yeah. One of three kids. I'm in the middle. Um, I have an older brother and a younger sister. I know a lot of people will probably assume that because I'm the middle child, I was the spoiled child. But uh, Where are you? Was I? Where are you? I was, I always thought it was the, the youngest was the spoiled one. Usually it is, yeah. Middle kind of gets away with stuff. And forgotten. And forgotten. Because yeah, well, it gets away with stuff. No, I, I was none of those things. We all got equal treatment. So. That's good. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, born and raised, lived there, uh, work in IT, and yep. I'm up here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin right now. So one thing we've never yeah. actually talked about is, so you work in IT, I work in IT, yep. but you work, you're I not in work IT. in the trucking industry. Trucking industry. Yes. Awesome. What do you do? What type of... Uh, heavy duty, heavy so duty semis, uh, straight trucks, Very the big cool. boy stuff, the big boy stuff. So, yes. when you're, so when you're not fixing trucks or semis or I, 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 you know, your, to be fair, I, I have other people do that. I've, I used to, so you moved up, I moved, you up, moved up. Yeah. That's, moved up the ranks a little bit. That's a little good. bit. That's yeah. Good. That's awesome. How long have you been doing it? Oh, uh, I don't want to age myself on this one. I don't think. 
You gotta, <laughs> it's like, you get, uh, it. it's uh, been 22 years. 22 years. How is that possible? You You're know, only you 25, get, Matt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Come I started on. at a young age. <laughs> <laughs> Very young age. Uh, right out of, you know, I went to tech school and a couple months in, you know, got hired and next thing you know, it's, you're, you know, 26 years old. I have 22 years in and, uh, it's like, where'd time go? Yep. So very cool. Uh, it, talking about Alabama, Alabama barbecue. So uh, is that kind of like a melting pot? Um, or, or is that, you know, where, where does that fit? You know, Alabama is like a melting pot of all of the Southern states, right? So from Memphis to the Carolinas, we're sort of like the highest pies where you get all of the different flavors. Okay. That's great, really. Yes. However, Alabama is kind of divided, right? So you have like northern Alabama and southern Alabama and southern region, right? It's like the mustard-based or vinegar-based and tomato-based uh, barbecue sauces. Right, right. But the northern region, they decided to be different and come up with their own white barbecue sauce. An interesting fact. Yeah, yeah. No, so we went to yeah. a barbecue restaurant a couple of weeks back. Yeah. Saw the selection of sauces there, and we're like, and it literally said it was labeled Alabama sauce or Alabama oh. white sauce. I'm like, yeah. and I immediately text you a picture because, again, I know you're from Alabama. Uh-huh. And yeah, you proceeded to tell me how superior Alabama barbecue is to the peers, your peers. I mean, I'm just saying, right? Like, uh, and, and Alabama versus Wisconsin, Wisconsin, right? We're not known as, uh, as obviously, a- for, obviously <laughs> versus Wisconsin, but I was more talking like you guys versus, say, Memphis or Car- the Carolina or even like Texas barbecue. Now, that's a tough call, brother, because they, Texas, Memphis, Carolinas, yeah, they, they don't give us a run for it. They got a pedigree. They got a pedigree. Yeah, it's a pedigree, man. It is. It's levels to this thing. Yeah. Yeah. But at least you guys can scrap with them and and hang. Absolutely. And hold your own. I just, you know, I like to say that we, we, we adopt and we are open to all different types of barbecue. We don't discriminate. Nice. Hey, that's the way to be, right? I mean, (laughs) because you got to try all the, all the differences, right? Uh, And we'll all have our favorites, but. To me, that's a, uh, something that I enjoy when I when I travel, right? It, whether it's barbecue or just the local fair, going out trying local beers, stuff I can't get at home, yep. or uh, barbecue places would be on top of my list of want, wanting to try, um, just see what they have. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Likewise, man. I mean, when I go to Texas, I always enjoy trying their pulled porks and, and barbecue and grill meats and things of that sort and then Memphis has their own flair to it so it's it's really cool being able to sort of experience so what what is that like like we know Texas you know we're we're thinking um uh, beef ribs uh brisket brisket would be the big one Uh, St. Louis ribs you know pork ribs yeah you got heat too they like a lot of spice down in Texas yes they do like cayenne spices added to it to give yeah. it a little bit of, of that. Because te- everything in Texas is bigger, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. That's their quote, right? So in Alabama, <laughs> in Alabama, what is that? Uh, what's the most popular, I guess, barbecue foods? So we have like this Boston butt sort of like <laughs> sale every year. Like that's, that's a big deal. And um, like rib, ribs, pork ribs. Um, yeah. So okay. everything. Chicken. Yeah, everything. Chicken. Pork ribs. Ribs Boston butts, ribs, shoulder, brisket, and chicken. Absolutely. I mean, that's again. That's you know, three, we yeah. we are like the the melting pot of it all. So we we pull from here. a so little bit of now, Memphis, Texas. 
So if Carolinas. you want, so what I'm hearing from you is if, <laughs> if you want to try all t- styles of barbecue in Come the nation, on. just go to Alabama. Absolutely. You can try them all. 100%, right. man. Right. Yeah, in the got, same we, place? We, we have you covered all across. Nice. You know, and then, of course, you know, each each person has their own sort of like flavor profile that they add to, to you know, make it unique and a little bit different. Sounds, yeah. like, a, sounds yeah. like a good bang for your buck, especially with like gas prices, fuel prices nowadays. You go to Alabama. Yes. Like you said, you can taste Texas, Carolina. Mm-hmm. Here, here we go. They just need it like on one street so you can like walk. Right. You know, it's like, yeah, what are you feeling like today? It's like, well, I kind of want St. Louis style. I want, a, I want a little snack. So you go there. Right. It's like, all right, well, I'll be across the street getting some Texas. Yeah. Right. We do have like these barbecue like competitions all of the time. And so you get a, you get a, a taste of many different flavors and a whole bunch of different options. So it's really cool. And that's a really fun part of or time of the year when uh, we have these competitions because you can go out, get some dry rub, get some real nice barbecue-laden pork ribs and things of that sort, Boston butts, brisket. It's it's amazing. Nice. Uh, One of the wild cards I I can think of is Louisiana. Now, they do a little things, some things different, right? Like the alligator or... uh, They turn it up in Louisiana, man. Do you guys do anything like that down in in Alabama or... Um, you know what we do there? I think there is like a like a Alabama uh, like Alabama grill uh, gator fest or something like that mm-hmm. where we where we grill alligator and things of that sort. But from what I know, I think Louisiana has to, you know, has to hold on that one right there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like yeah. that, and like crayfish or crawfish, crawfish. Yeah, uh, Cajun, good Cajun seafood, things yeah. of that sort. I mean, that whole culture is yeah, it's a yep. lot. It, yep. it yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now, now, when I approached you about the interview, you said you're you're eager to do it, and I'm like, awesome. That we appreciate it because, again, you do bring that the southern draw that we seek here. You know, we're he's, from Wisconsin. He's not talking about accent because I I can't tell. No, you don't have a an accent at all. <laughs> if you would have said you're from from Alabama, I said, all right, could have fooled me. Oh yeah, you'll 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 hear it come out every now and then, like cer- certain <laughs> words that I say. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, you said you're like, all right, cool. I'll put together some questions, and uh, if you can see on the table on the video here, we have a, a list of questions. Uh, so I don't know if you want to maybe start tackling some of these. But... Absolutely, man. I'm always curious because they're like several grilling podcasts that are out, are out there, and yeah. like, I mean, people are like, well, I got all of these different options. What was the inspiration behind the Shade Tree Chef podcast? I'll, I'll let you talk about it. All right. It. This, this yeah. one's this one's kind of interesting because um, I had uh, a few other ideas for uh, some podcasts. And uh, one night we were sitting there. I don't know where our wives were. It was, we were happy they were out of our hair. We were able to talk without hearing them talk. We were happy just, they were happy. Just, <laughs> yeah. Just sorry, honey, if you're listening. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> so Pretty we're, far for the course. Right. So uh, we're sitting there talking, uh, talking about it. And then uh, Jamie actually comes up and says, like, hey, why don't we do one about, you know, grilling and barbecue? And then it's like, hey, that's a good idea. And then we just kind of started talking about it. Um, and next thing you know, we were recording. Yeah. So did you all grow and, up? Did you all grow up like in, in that barbecue grilling culture? Was it something that you all started out with at a young age or was it like a, a recent adult discovery? Not really. So, I mean, I've always had a grill growing up and I've, I vote as an adult. I've had a grill. It's just a matter of actually latching onto it. And yeah. we've talked about it before, but kind of finding something that you like to do. And it's really kind of an escape. You kind of go outside 
look online, you know, you find something you want to cook and you just go do it. And you outside met, you, man cave, you mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I never really had a man cave, but outside you, you get the fresh air and you can yeah. make some food. Chill and vibe. And, and, and vibe. it's a release yeah. a lot of times it is too. You know, you get home from work, um, grab something. I, I was a lot more adventurous some years ago, uh, but maybe I'm more cultured now, you know, ha- having made better food of, of having more of a standard, but it was like, I'd go to the grocery store, just look around, like, yeah, whatever. And just grab some random stuff, sure. bring it home and make it and eat it. Yeah. Like uh, pre-made brats or not pre-made, but pre-cooked brats or like uh, pre-made patties, like hamburger patties. You're like, eh, something quick, you know, you want to grill, you generically throw that food on quickly. It's done in 20 minutes. Everyone's happy. Cool. But only really recently did we start kind of adventuring and started doing bigger things like, you know, the pork shoulders and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, I I had a a smoker and several different grills. Um, I used it a little bit and and then there were some years in in between um, where I'd say then I started seeing more things or trying um, uh, some barbecue at a, uh, actually it was just a local restaurant. It wasn't even a barbecue place. And then he had a Sunday special. It was ribs. And I mean, it, it, it changed my life really in the way I look at food and grilling, you know, it's like for me, smoked ribs, you, you just throw them on, you know, put a little sauce and, and eat it. I, I wasn't paying attention to temperature or anything. Was it, right. was, were the ribs that good where you're like, well, Oh they, man, it, it really, this, it was I, yeah. at, at that time at least. Cause you know, he'd served them dry. So he had a nice rub on them yeah. and then on, on the side was sauce. So the sauce was sweet, you know, and then, but man, the ribs that they, they had that heat to it. So you went from sweet to heat mm-hmm. and I mean, just, yeah, it was like, wow. Just a nice flavor profile. Everywhere else you'd go, it was like, Hey, here's some ribs. Yeah. They're boiled. We reheated them yeah. and we slathered a little bit of sauce on them. Hope you like our sauce and our <laughs> flavorless ribs, right? right yes. Right. Yeah. And I don't cook anything inside. I, I let my wife do that because she's an amazing cook inside, but I'll take my stuff outside and I, I try to find something like if you can cook it inside, I bet you can cook it outside. And I, I try to do something like that. Like, and, and you can. Yeah. If you have like a kettle, like a cast iron, anything, you can take it from inside and just put it outside. It's almost like heat is heat, right? I guess. I mean, you have different heat. You have convection inside maybe, or you can boil inside, but you can kind of do that stuff out in the grill too. Hey, I spent a whole summer uh, at my first house. Didn't have central air conditioning. Just used a little, a little window air conditioner. Did decent yep. for the house. I think I mentioned this probably in episode one or two. Um, I cooked. I, it was a gas grill. I went through like seven or eight propane bottles. It's like, hey, let's have eggs. Like, all right, doing it on the grill. You yeah. just bring a pan out there. <laughs> uh, meatloaf. Like, wife's like, I want meatloaf. It's like, well, we're doing it on the grill. It's 80, 87 degrees out, man. That's you know, the house thing. is going to be like 90. Right. Yep. Let's take this thing outside. Yeah, took yeah, it outside. Me. And then it, it, it's like, wow, it, it turned out really well. Yeah, anytime you can take the, the heat outside in the summertime, you do it. Because, yeah, you don't want to cook an, on the stove inside in the summertime. It's 80 degrees outside, maybe 75 inside. And you're like, yeah, let's turn the stove on bump it back up absolutely yeah, no way has there have you got have you guys seen progression in uh the quality of your meats that you all have grilled since you started up to this point i'd say techniques yes for sure okay um you'd have to ask family and friends to see if, if it tastes better because i personally i can eat kind of almost anything uh but i don't know about you yeah i but you know the biggest thing i would notice is um more of that skill of when you see the meat, you know, uh, last week talking about ribs, you know, b- backing off the bone 
or um, what I have, the pork t- tenderloin uh, that we briefly talked about I had. And it's like I went out and it's like open up. I touched it and I'm like, I think that's done. Run in, you know, grab the meat thermometer and it's right where you want it. So, yeah, um, yeah there's definitely been a progression. Um, but, you know, a lot of times I still use the store-bought and uh, seasonings and, and rubs and, yeah. and sauces. After all, we're still considered novices, I think. And it, I mean, it used to be like, oh, yeah, that meat looks good or that meat looks done. That chicken looks like it's done. You know, maybe you'd squeeze it or like cut it and you don't see like a pink juice flowing from me. Like, all right, that looks good. That's done. But now it's like I got my I always have my meat thermometer with me. Check it. You don't want to have serve undercooked food. So that's like <laughs> that's, the biggest win for me is taking that meat thermometer and OK, it's done. It's done. Right. And oh. then if you're eating over at his house, he's like, hey. This one's not, you know, undercooked. This one's just right where you want it. It's a, you know? it's a victory, yeah. <laughs> or, or this one's uh, way overcooked, and you can tell that too. You're like, oh man, the, you're supposed to cook it to like 155. It's reading 180. It might, uh, it might be a little dry. So you, you kind of know before you even bite into it that like, yep, that's going to be dry, or yep. that's like, going to be a little bit more bland than the rest. And, it, and it's happened, right? It happens to us still. And, and that was also part of the the thing between shade tree chefs, you know. Um, we are novice. It's like, let's talk about doing what we do. Mm-hmm. We're not professional. None of us went to culinary school. No. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> you know, a lot of times we're looking online at recipes. Always and, always looking online or, or we have a book. Like, I, you know, I know this book's good and it's known for like these types of recipes. I'll look in here for some. Do y'all watch like Food Network, like Bobby Flay? Yeah, or, I, like, I, like, I like Guy Fieri and kind of get tips and, yeah. and techniques from, from those guys. Yeah, no, yeah. there's a lot to, to <laughs> learn from them. There is, yeah. And there's some good barbecue shows we talked about too like uh I don't, you've talked yeah, about some, uh, uh, barbecue pit masters. pit masters that was that was a big one for me when i really started um getting back into uh grilling or, or smoking meat mm-hmm. um was that show and seeing them and then buying you know one of the contestants cookbooks yeah and then it was like all right let's try it and, and it's and it's good to see them make the same mistakes that you you make you know like you see them running around like oh man i forgot to the beans are still on or, or the this the ribs need to be sauced or whatever the case may be. You see them struggling or working their butt off the same to thing. To actually you perfect. To perfect and you're like, oh, yeah. I still do that. Like, I do that and they're doing it, but they've been doing it for like 20 years. Right? And, and for, like daily. Right? Daily or all It is the not time. chopped up and edited to make it seem like, yeah, we're, we're just so perfect at this. Right. right. They've, <laughs> they've won tens of thousands of dollars and I've never won anything Except for, you know, like a smile from my kids, which really is worth more than tens of thousands of dollars. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah, Intangible right, value. Right. Yes. There you go. <laughs> so remember that, kids, when you're older and... Um, and if, you, if you, you still have the, the internet in the future, I said something nice about you. No. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. On record, Jamie saying something nice about his children. Oh, yes. Jamie Just a joke. Just a joke. <laughs> Right. It's really interesting because, you know, I'm hearing all I'm hearing you, you and Matt talk about like these grill techniques and things. And I kind of feel a little embarrassed because I come from Alabama, which is the grill culture is is crazy there. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. every football game tailgate, you know, yeah. every family event, barbecue, grilling, grilling. funeral, grilling. grilling. Yeah. Like especially like with black folks, it's like 
if a baby takes their first steps, we're going to throw some meat on them. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? My pit bull just had a puppy. Throw some meat on the grill. <laughs> What's up, you know? yeah. <laughs> baby, shower, baby shower in wedlock, out of wedlock, let's throw some meat on the grill. Right? Awesome. So it's, it's, it, You're it's, looking it's, for that reason, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. It is a definitely a way of life in Alabama. And so, like, you know, my dad can grill, my brother can grill, my cousins, my uncles. Yeah. Even some of my aunts can grill, but... I don't know. I just guess I never really got out there and tried to learn how to grill. And so that's why I'm excited about today's episode, because you guys are going to kind of break down some fundamentals here and give us a little bit of tips on, you know, how to get things yeah. started and off the ground. And, and, so, that's, and that's a, that's yeah. a universal for us, too, because yeah. like as far as grilling for every reason or every every event. So birthday parties, we're grilling. Same with us. Right. <laughs> uh, uh, Mother's Day, we're grilling. We just had our Mother's Day episode. And yeah, we grilled a, a feast. And I told you about it. We did like, yeah. the ribs, the chicken, et cetera. You, you know, and, it, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. And yeah, so it's like almost every holiday, Thanksgiving, I'm smoking a turkey. You know what I mean? Like, so it's not just you. Get, you it's everyone. We, yeah. Like, it's, it's it, a culture. So it seems yeah. like it's like. It's not a cultural. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like a multicultural thing. Multi yeah. yeah. So Multi-ethnic It's actually uh, funny. Was it uh, this, I think it was this past summer, um, we had a, a hosted a, a party for my mother-in-law for yeah. her, her birthday. We won't say a number. Um, and the, my wife decided, well, we're going to cater. You know, every time there's a party, you're always at the grill dealing with that. And I didn't know what to do with myself. It's like, you still hang out with people, right? Uh, the guys will go by the grill. We hang out, drink beer. and Favorite um, pastime. Right. Yeah. yeah. And click, I, I was like, oh, it's like, yeah. at, at times, it's, yep. it's that, that reason, you know, you enjoy those, those parties for that. It's like, oh, you know what? I got people coming over. I'm going to get up early. We're going to throw, you know, pork shoulder on or some ribs. And half the time, you're, you're the last one to eat maybe it's just me, but a lot of times you've been at it all day out in the sun and the heat. And it's yeah. like, you're not even hungry. Right. And you yeah, barely even touch it. Plus you're so busy, you know, you don't think about it. And then you, I want to see how people's faces are when they're eating the food that I just made. Like, ah, oh, man, I hope, I hope it made those, you know, those ribs good. And I don't see any sour faces. So I think that's a good thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're kind of judging silently judging like you look happy all right cool so that i didn't mess up the burgers i didn't mess up the the steaks or the chicken or whatever we made yeah the, the pans are looking a little empty now so i must have done a pretty decent job and that's the other one now. that's the other one if there's a lot of food on still on the pans i'm like oh, must have missed a mark on this one you know i actually had that once i i thought it was the weather it was a little overcast and i ended up being i was getting sick and so i mean i i had this little offset grill with a smoke box, it was horrible. You, you couldn't you couldn't hold temp to save your life. Sure. Always adding stuff, lighting more, and uh, I made a pork shoulder. It's pretty forgiving, and I, I just really wasn't hungry. I'm like, I'll have leftovers. It was all gone. Either people ate it or they took it home. <laughs> it's like man, it was 12 hours, you know, yeah. I spent outside. 12 hours it, it, babysitting. Like you know, you could run in, go to the bathroom, grab grab something to drink, and then it was right, right back. You know, looking at the thermometers. What do I need to do? You know, sitting there fanning so, it. <laughs> your so, stomach wasn't satisfied, but your soul was fed. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, two, oh two man, questions. it's all gone. Two questions, and uh, was it all gone because it took so long and people were starving? And you're like, I just need to eat, put something in my stomach. And, and that wasn't that was an issue. <laughs> or, or, no, that you know, and and I would get the the wife would yell at me like, "When's food gonna be ready?" Right. And and 
and it happened on a couple of times there again it was somewhat equipment like i said i just could not get temp i mean 225 250 if you were lucky and it's like i'm not getting up any earlier you know i already got up 12 13 hours prior to eat time yep. it's like i'm not gonna get up at 4 a.m to start cooking this right so it is a little of both yeah. probably yeah whatever that's cool i had man. fun with it that's, that's cool well, yeah, man. Let's, so let's let's jump right in because yeah, yeah, because it's like I'm there's a bunch rich, of questions. Yeah, a bunch of questions. We talked about great pastimes and experiences, but uh, I'm ready to learn how to you know do this myself. So maybe I can impress my family and friends one day. Hopefully, you take it back with you. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, ship it back. Remember, by if it, FedEx, if it works, yeah. you know, you can you can uh, thank us. If it doesn't work, it's just trial and error. It's <laughs> yeah. on you. It's on you. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So first question. So we, we oftentimes like hear these terms, barbecue and gr grilling, they're kind of like synonymous to one another. I grew up like, oh, we're going to barbecue or you're going to throw some meat on the grill. But uh, there are actually some distinctions between the two. So Matt, Jamie, can y'all break the down the differences between barbecue and grilling? I mean, it's it's kind of the same thing. But it, yeah. if I hear somebody say they're going to grill something, it, Usually it's like a burger or a brat, right? Yeah, more like, of that hot and fast. You think of, you think of something quick. Okay. If you think of barbecue, you think of barbecue, like ribs or pork or, you know, something like that. More of like slow cooking. Slow cooked. Okay. Yeah, smoking. Yeah. The more of the flavorful stuff that takes longer than a half hour. So is it like pork and like Boston butt type stuff that you would typically grill versus yeah. like beef. And you could generalize it with, well, with Boston, pig. Boston, butt. that that's a big cut that I call barbecuing, you know, uh, some, uh, pork chops, you know, that would be, that would be grilling, I see. uh, steak grilling, mm -hmm. uh, chicken, unless whole, right. Yeah. I, I mean, whole chicken is probably going to take you what an hour and a half, hour I, and a half, I, two hours. Yeah. I guess for me grilling, I'd think of an hour or less yeah. time that, on the grill. That's grilling. At least to Barbe me. Barbecuing is a couple hours or more. I see. Gotcha. And so, like, are there any differences between the temperatures when when you grill versus barbecue or the way you have the heat arranged under the meats? Like, direct versus indirect heat? Yeah, and, and some of that uh, is is how is preference, right? Like, I'll, I'll grill indirect. We're still dealing with 350 or higher temperature. Um uh, we talked about Jamie doing steak uh, indirect, uh, reverse sear as they call it, indirect, and then at the end putting it over the coals, which are now at this point probably starting to die down a little bit, mm -hmm. um, and then and finishing it off under right over the direct heat. Um, so you can still get stuff cooked fast with being indirect heat. You know, if you put if I put raw brats right on over direct heat they're gonna they're going to explode and be raw right they're gonna burn if it's high heat yeah if it's burn high on heat. the exterior and be very raw yeah on and, the inside and with a sausage any sausage italian polish a, a raw sausage you put it on yeah that skin's gonna bust open uh and but you'll still be raw it'll be a burnt mess mm -hmm. um so even then I'll, I'll put that indirect maybe you still have that temperature but you have it off the heat to kind of cook that inside before you get that final sear or char on that i like a little color a yeah. little crunch to my a little, little crunch to it and yeah grilling yeah you're talking usually usually talking medium heat medium high heat okay high heat for like you just said steaks yeah things like that awesome so like for a beginner all right like i'm brand new to this what are some like starter 
tips and techniques like should it to get to get the process going should i get a, a gas grill a charcoal grill that depends on you and, and depends on where you live too because there could be a, a situation where you're you're renting or you're in a in a place or a community where they prohibit smoke or like uh, charcoal grills right so you might have to go with like a little gas grill or, or worst case scenario like an electric grill yeah um but you'll still be able to get kind of a good outdoorsy flavor to it. So it depends on where you live. Okay. Uh, if you want, say, uh, more of a barbecue style, you want to go with like a, a wood burner or like a charcoal-based grill. Um, time, time would be another thing, right? If you don't have a lot of time, you get home from work, you want to eat in an hour, you know, I mean, the gas grill is beautiful because you, you, all you got to do is turn a couple knobs and five mm-hmm. minutes, you're, you're up to temp, you throw your meat on. Yep. Charcoal, even with a charcoal chimney, you're looking at 15 minutes probably on yep. average just to get it to dump it onto the onto your grill and then to let that kind of warm up. Now, I don't have it, but my, my neighbor Zach has it, and he's he's ranting and raving about the pellet grills. He's Ooh, got a... Yes. He's got a good tra- things about those. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a Traeger. So okay. it's the name brand. Like, you think of pellet grills, you think of Traeger. So he's got the brand. Um, and he showed me that the other day, and it's almost plug and play, literally plug and play. You plug it in, turn it on, you set your temp, and as long as you have your hopper full of, of pellets, you're good. And you'll wait 15 minutes, and it's ready to rock for however long you need to go. How do how do those pellet grills differentiate from like your traditional gas or charcoal? Do you get better cooking, more even cooking with the pellet grills versus charcoal and gas, or is it just a different variation or flavor of a of a grill? You know, I've I've heard people say that they you know I mean they, I've seen smoke box attachments for a gas grill. So um, depending on the size of your gas grill, one I had a I want to say five burners on it. So I could get that indirect heat. No problem with a, a gas grill is you can look through one end and out the other. You can still smoke on it. You can still get some smoke flavor to it by using one of uh, those uh, accessories, right? Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times it would use wood chips that you soak. I've seen it. It was like um, cast iron, okay, right? With, with slot, slot, slits, slots, whatever. Slats. Slats, maybe? Uh, in it and then um, to produce that that smoke for you I mm. I think I tried it but um, the Traeger or that that pellet grill compared to charcoal you're gonna deal with you don't have to worry about uh, babysitting it you set it to 350 it's gonna stay 350 yeah I think the point is <clears throat> if you have it use it if you all you have is a gas grill use it have fun with it you like you said you can still get some good smoky flavor out of it but when you get to the big boy level you want to upgrade to like a pellet grill or pellet grill charcoal, charcoal. or uh, yeah, an actual like you see the competitors with like the actual wood like stick, stick burners, burners. Yeah. Where they throw on full-on logs in their burners now you're talking multi-thousand dollar grills or setups there but yeah i was because i i was always told that the gas grills uh, don't give you that that real great flavor profile that if you really, really want to get that nice sort of like charcoal-y type of flavor or grill flavor to go more with the charcoal I, I option guess, or the wood pellets. Right. If you really think about think of a gas oven. Yeah. There's really no difference, right? You're yeah. using, although a different gas, you're using propane instead sure. of natural gas. Uh, you have that flame underneath and it's rising up. Granted, you, you can get a little more direct heat and sear marks and everything from the gas grill. But other than that, the gas grill isn't giving you any flavor where the charcoal itself or, you know, if you're if you're burning wood or smoking, mm-hmm. that wood adds that flavor profile to it. 
and it's a lot more involved too. Like you're you're talking with a pellet grill or a gas grill, you kind of open your gas or plug in your extension cord, and you press a button or you flip a switch, and you you got your temperature in about ten minutes. Whereas charcoal or the stick burner, you actually kind of have to you start your fire, you know, you get a real fire going and then go from there. So it's a little bit more involved, a little bit more work. So how much work do you really want to put into it to to get good barbecue? Yeah, that's understandable. Does the uh, pellet grill, does it come with like different pellet flavors to where you can like like apple wood or something like that to where you can flavor? Yeah, from from everything I've seen, um, you go to whatever place that would have uh, grilling accessories they'll have chunks hardware of wood store yeah hardware store um they'll have you know apple wood hickory chunks they'll have chips mm-hmm. and then you will see um you will see the pellets one thing with pellets that you don't see with um with chips or chunks at least to my knowledge i've never seen it it would be a competition blend yeah. or you know several different styles mixed together i'm sure it's out there yeah, maybe in chips, but think about chunks. I mean, if I'm if I'm grill if I'm barbecuing or grilling and I'm doing a longer burn, and I'm dealing with a chunk that's the size of my fist. Mm-hmm. I'm using what two or three. So what you know, I think that'd be a tougher sure. mix to sure. get. Um, if stick burning there again, how often do you go to the store and find big logs right. of apple or hickory? You you don't right. right? You have to go somewhere else to right. to procure those types of woods. And at that point you're probably, I'm guessing you're pretty sure. And you're going to come up with your own blend of what you like. Cool. So you say so we, we know the different options for grills now, the pellet gas or the char- charcoal grill. So we have all of those things prepared. What are, what are some next steps, right? For the beginner in order to kind of get the grill prepped and ready to throw some meat on meat thermometer, meat thermometer. Yeah. I, yeah. I said it already, but meat thermometer, like okay. I said, if, if you're going to cook something for your friends and family or even for yourself, you want to make sure it's cooked right to temperature sure. and just Google like or, or look up steak temp or if you want a medium, medium rare, medium well, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Everything has a different temp, cook temperature to it. So you want to make sure you got that cooked to the right temp. Right. Sometimes it's time based with like charcoal and, and gas. You might think you're, you're cooking at 250 degrees, but let's say you go inside the house and you forget about it or... You get distracted and you come back out and you lost your temp. You come back out, you're like, "Yeah, it looks done." No, you want to check that. You want to you want to grab your meat thermometer. Yep. All right. Cool. It, it's tempt. Right. Let's, and then, let's eat. Right. And like in Alabama, like having let's go grill a barbecue because of every occasion they're going to have one, except not invite you once they get out of the hospital from having food poisoning. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> and, and, and and let me be clear: there are levels. There are definitely levels to being behind the grill, right? Yeah. Like first of all, you have to have years of experience. Second of all, you got to have grill sandals on, right? If you don't have the grill sandals on, like you're not, yep. you're not. Or the, or the white New Balances. Yeah, with the, the white New Balances. Yeah, with the ankle socks. With the ankle socks. Yep. With the with the dad jeans. Yep. With the dad dicky jeans. And, right. And that's <laughs> why I'm still. Shade tree shop. I don't have either. You gotta step it up. <laughs> gotta step it up. That, yeah, man, that's that's awesome. So okay, so when we we know that the thermometer, the types of grills, and now it's time to prep prep the grill. Like, do you? Is it important to like season the grill or yeah. oil the grill well, in order to kind of get it most pre-gamed? Certainly. Most certainly. Yeah. Uh, so you go out and you buy a grill. Okay. Right. You're gonna have manufacturing oils on that. Yep. So whether it's um, charcoal. Um, any type. Uh, all the all the grates oh. usually come like pre-oiled so that they don't rust by the time they get to your um, the customer. So 
Yeah, you want to do like a burn off. You get a new grill, you, you get it, hit it with some high heat, let all the oils burn no, off. You know, I, I don't mean to cut you off. Another thing we forgot about now that's big is, uh, I don't know if it's just a name brand, but the Blackstone. Oh, right? The, the griddle, griddles, griddles. The griddles. Yeah. Um, what, is, what is the Blackstone? Blackstone, I believe that would just be a brand of like a, a griddle. So you go to, you know, uh, your local restaurant and they have that, that cooktop, you know. That they throw the food right on the, the griddle. I don't know. Else I think to, like, short order, like short order, uh, yeah. a Waffle House or oh, gotcha. Yes, yes, yes. The, the flat top there. You know, they're they're put making, your hash browns on. Put your right, yeah, burgers, burgers. Yeah, that whole jazz. Yep. So, yeah. so even with that, a lot of times it's seasoning. Like um, there was an attachment. I have one. You have one uh, mm-hmm. for our our Webers. And first thing they said, hey, you got you got to season it because it was just a piece of steel. Yeah. Like someone's selling them for. I don't even recall what it cost, but they're selling you a piece of steel, a couple holes in it, yep. cut to size. Yep. So yeah, you have the oils on there. It's like, got hey, the manufacturer's just, oil on it. And it, it's crazy because you see it just from that that stainless steel, and then when you season it, you notice it turned kind of blackish mm-hmm. uh, through oil or, or cooking bacon on it. The heat, yeah. Um, main thing with, with the grills, yeah, you want to cook off. So um, that's a good recommendation, too, is using something that's high in fat content, like bacon or something that has a lot of grease, or burgers is a good one to kind of set that... Get your uh, greasy oils and, and fats on there, and got to get it going. It's almost like a cast iron, like basically, yeah. yeah, yeah. Where you like season it, same concept, same idea, yep. right? Yep, awesome. Yeah. And with with a grill, um, well, first off, like we, like we said, it's to get all those those oils from manufacturing out of it. So a nice hot burn, you know, to to burn that off. Uh, the next thing would be like more on a smoker would be uh, pretty much doing a dry run, right? You you would sit there I, I suppose you could actually wash all the components and not do the burn right if we take some uh, liquid detergent some degreaser sure um that's food safe they'll probably do the same thing a lot of things i see is uh you know you, you do a dry burn have set it up with whatever wood you have if you like using hickory burn the hickory and then it kind of you start getting that char on the inside you know so no matter what you do that's you kind of still have that flavor in there because it it kind of sticks to the walls right in the grates so that's why you see people like oh i just went out cleaned all my grills and they're like you know have the dawn dish soap out there <laughs> cleaning it it's like man you just ruined all your seasoning right i, yeah. I might like, knock i knock a little chunks off of it that's about it absolutely yeah, yeah you do that and some people uh, we talked about it right too is uh some people get their wire brushes and they and really get the in grill. there and they yeah. don't use it a, all up. Don't use a wire brush. Don't Why? use don't use Why? a wire brush because those those wires can fall off. And okay. we've seen cases online or on on TV where the bristles break off. And when somebody's eating, they don't know it. Unsuspectingly, <laughs> they'll take a bite out of a sandwich, a burger, whatever the case, and that needle or that little piece of steel gets caught in their throat and it really tears, tears it up yeah it really hurts them wow that's good to know that's, so i bought so you don't have anything i don't think right you just kind of you, you look, you, you look at it you're like yeah that looks good right well i mean uh, if i see it you know if i did burgers and there's a, a piece of cheese or or uh you know this past week i did some pork chops and sure. and I, I put barbecue sauce on them so i but i opened the grate and i just said ah We'll let it, the you charcoal it run heat. off. And I got a wood. I'll show you after this, but I got like a wooden paddle and it's kind of, I just kind of get all the, the heavy stuff off there. You know, I don't make it look real shiny and new, but I make sure that some of the, if I if I made like burgers last time, this time I don't want to taste burgers. I want to taste chicken or right. I want to taste ribs. I don't want to taste cow versus pork or uh, pork you and don't, cow. 
You don't notice any of that. I know I know maybe, maybe you off. don't. Maybe you don't. But it's just what I do. You know, just, I call it seasoning, right? Yeah. He's gonna scrape everything off, get his Dawn dish soap, and, and clean his grate so it's squeaky right, clean, right? right? <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I just I knocked it. I knocked the chunks off. I preheat it, right? Um, if I got one area, you know, if that was my hot spot, I'll I'll rotate it so it's over <laughs> over the flame and yeah. burn it off. Maybe take a spatula, give a little scrape. But that's the that's best. That's the I best go. part, guys, is when you can like pull the burnt ends off of the grill and just eat them. I think my dad never had to worry <laughs> about that because yeah, every time every time the meat was done, I would go and like eat the burnt ends. And and you guys made burnt ends out of uh, pork belly, like not too long ago, right? Yeah, a pork few belly. weeks ago, yeah. uh, we did the poor man's um, burnt ends, burnt ends, hot dogs, yeah. which was pretty good. At the end, it, it didn't taste like a hot dog. It wasn't bad. You're like hot dogs, man. But yeah, no, that was poor man's burnt ends. Okay, I don't, I don't know what you spent thirty bucks, twenty, not even for the poor man's. Oh, I mean, uh, that's probably like I mean, hot, I like every, everything's everything's up in price. Up in you know, price so I, now, I tried so. getting good hot dogs. I mean, other than that, I really didn't need much. No. You know, barbecue sauce I had, brown right. sugar I might have had to get some, yeah. but I mean, it really didn't ask for much. So biggest expense was the hot dogs themselves, yeah. which I thought were a little higher price than what hot dogs should cost. <laughs> so you all use hot dogs instead of pork belly. Uh, well, we've done both. So both, the first okay. time we did the poor man's, as we call them, poor man's burnt ends, mm-hmm. which was the hot dogs. And then the second time it was pork belly. Uh, although I cooked that whole, then cubed it up and finished it. Similar style to the poor man's burnt ends, put it in, in a sauce and just kind of finishing it up. Which um, one did you like the best? The, re- the regular. The regular. The regular. regular yeah, yeah I ends. figured. You can't, you can't substitute a hot dog burnt end versus yeah. for you know regular burnt ends. Yeah, you get the fat. The nice yeah. fatting yeah. crystallization of the burnt sugar. And the poor, yep. poor man's burnt ends, I mean, they were good. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be more time-consuming uh, time to make those over than taking the little uh, smoky sausages, throwing them in the slow cooker with some barbecue <laughs> sauce, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, more time-consuming. I think it's a better product, but you're talking, what, I think we had to cook that for 60 to 90 minutes, smoking mm. it, chop it up, throw it, throw it in the mixture, and then back on for... 20 minutes if my memory is correct so yeah. you're you're two hours two and a half hours of actually having to pay attention to these this this <laughs> this care that you gave to hot dogs but we have two whole episodes dedicated to those so let's let's talk about your next question absolutely man all right so let's let's talk about the meat right so like if i wanted to make a uh, grill a steak or grill some pork chop or barbecue some pork ribs or whatever how far in advance do i need to prep my meats before i, I toss them on the grill is there sort of like this this, you know, pre, pre-prep stage that you have to go through a couple of days before, a couple of hours before in order to allow that flavor and seasoning to penetrate the meats. There's a couple of opinions out there. Um, there's the pull it out of the fridge, season it, throw it on yeah. the grill smoker. But then there's also the, it depends on what it is too. If you're marinating it, you want to soak that overnight or, or uh, yeah, for several hours, most of the time. Or it, yeah. Okay. But if it's if it's like a pork chop or a steak or a burger, you typically take it out of the fridge, and then you season it and you throw it on the the grill fairly quickly. If it's a grilled food, twenty minutes. You mentioned brining. What what is the process of brining, or what is brining? Brining, um, brining can be wet or dry. It's okay. essentially like a, I've done turkey, yeah. and it it would be like chicken stock. You you you're soaking the meat uh, and hoping it takes the moisture and then some of that flavor profile into the meat itself there's dry brining i've done uh, salmon that way mm-hmm. um 
uses more salt, kind of draws out some of that moisture that the meat has. And I'm, I'm guessing some of the fishy taste from the salmon. Um, but I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on that, that, that meat prep, you know, uh, what I've always heard, um, was you let that meat rest. So if I'm going to right, let's look at food costs. You go buy yourself a ribeye at the local grocery store, you're paying 15 plus dollars, yeah. right. For, for one steak. Right. Uh, and it's a good cut of meat. Um, from what I've always, from what I've read was, Hey, if you take it out and you throw it on the grill, you're shocking that meat. Right. Let it rest. Get it to let it rest for to room temp. Some say not that long, you know, 15, 20 minutes um, and then then put it on. That way that meat has a time almost gets room temperature. And that way, when you throw it on that hot surface, it's not, you know, I, I think really it was the all the um, the meat, the muscle tensing up from that from that huge temperature difference. I'm by that. Yeah. So what I what I'll do is I'll take it out of the fridge. Let's say we'll we'll just use the steak for example. Yeah. Take it out of the fridge. I'll season it at that point, and let it sit while it's resting. Kind of let that um, the seasoning work its way in, so to say. Like we would do a like a dry brine, right? Mm-hmm. Salt stuff like that can help break down um, the meat. Help tenderize it a little. Help bit. Help tenderize okay. it. Okay. Have I noticed a huge difference with that? I mean, in twenty minutes, probably not. You know, probably in a bigger cut, but. So is that like a base? Is salt just a general base that you will put on all of your meats to like either tenderize it or give it some basic flavor? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's pretty common. Pretty, pretty common. common. Salt, okay. pepper, garlic. I mean, that's actually becoming, maybe maybe I'm wrong on this, of just becoming, but uh, you're starting to see a lot more people sell those seasonings where that's, that's all it is, is the is the, the three mixture. Yeah, you go to the store, you go to a store that has more barbecue stuff or, or grilling stuff, you'll see a lot more salt, pepper, garlic based uh, ingredients out right. there because those are the core three. What about the McCormick, flavor profiles? What about like McCormick different grill seasonings? Oh, or, I'll or, use them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so those are legit. Yeah. Okay. I, I, you know, even doing ribs, they'll, the, the, at the grocery store, they'll have little packets, not instead of the shakers. It'd be like uh, Memphis, uh, you know, Memphis ribs. I've used it and, you know, it's and not just how you cook it. Turned out fine. Store bought and sauce. Yeah. And that's where you can kind of start creating your own stuff too. You can kind of, take your store-bought McCormick stuff, pour it out, taste it, know what it tastes like, take some of the core ingredients of it and kind of make your own, and that, that's where you go from there. You're like, oh, I like that. I like the McCormick, but I think there, it would be better if it had more paprika or more of a, a bite to it. You kind of make it your own, and then you can go, go from there. And think about this, too, right? Uh, much like all food costs, going out and buying all these different spices, you know, if, if it's calling for eight different spices – you know, I mean, what does it cost? Four four dollars for a little thing McCormick of spice, bottle. Yeah, right? I can yeah. I can buy right. I can buy the yeah. whole right per little spice. This is just saying basil, sure, or um, cinnamon, uh, cayenne. With this, yeah, you pay five six bucks and it's already mixed for you. But you're saying like, hey, get the bigger bottles, and are you saying get the bigger bottles and sort of mix it up yourself, it's, and you get it's, more bang for your it's buck? Easy, or? It's easier, right, and okay. and less time consuming to buy the McCormicks or, you know, that you'd see in the grocery store. Now uh, there's some specialty grilling stores that would have all kinds of brands. Sure. Uh, sure. And they're going to they're gonna upcharge. Those spices Definitely. are going to be like ten bucks or more. Right. Yeah. Uh, generally, it's a, a, a Decent size. It is more, yeah, bigger. Decent size, size bottle of seasoning. But, um, yeah. Making your own or something to say about that, you know, you can always make plenty and reuse it. I think you get the. It's fun because you get to experiment. That's when you can say, yeah, 
let's try Dallas's ribs. You can say I have my own set of ribs. You know, you're known for your your hot and spicy ribs, and they're to, to die for with your white sauce. But you're not, of course, sauce, right? <laughs> right. Well, you're not gonna you're not gonna tell us what's in them because you made your own spice, right? Right. Yeah. So absolutely. Other than the white sauce, which is made out of mayonnaise and. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, Mayonnaise lo- and lo- uh, what got here? vinegar uh, and uh, lemon lemon juice. Lemon juice and <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a couple of ingredients in there. Yeah. What what type of steak cut would you all recommend for like a beginner? Right? Would it be like ribeye or would it be uh, what's uh, available? Yeah, what's available? You know what I mean? Like you go to the store. What's available? What do you, what is your? Are you celebrating or are you just a weeknight? Like man, I could go for some steak because that kind of sets the different tone too. I think. Well, and, and for me also, I, I would think of uh, being newer, right? If you buy a cheap steak, cheap cut of, of meat, generally it's going to be tougher, right? And that's why it's cheaper. The good yeah. stuff is going to cost more. I, I, don't get me wrong. You can still mess it up. You can mess up a, a $20 on. filet yeah. the same way you can the, the $3, you know, Thoroughway, yeah, sirloin. So you you can still mess it up, but you're dealing with a better cut, a more tender cut. So it it's gonna be a little more forgiving on that. Um, You with that cheaper cut, you you gotta be a little more careful. Like I wouldn't even tell you how to go about it. Um, I I would read up on temp stuff like that. uh, Because every time I cook like sirloin, like it's just it's just always come out tough. Like I've never been able to get a, a tender, juicy sirloin so for me i'd think maybe a marinade on that yeah something of that or maybe you're overcooking it yeah but yeah it could be just time too high of heat there's a lot of factors gotcha but cool and like a a good sort of like grilling temperature or i should say like rare medium rare medium well well done would you start with the medium rare to well, well done first uh, for the steak for a beginner or would you whatever your taste whatever is. your taste is whatever your taste is like hey I like I like medium rare steaks then mm-hmm. then try for medium rare and I, and, and there's you know there's a, a system you know where you clench you, you tuck your thumb and you know no force there's rare a little bit there's your medium rare medium and then clench out your fist and there there's your your uh, well done yeah yeah, I've done that and had steaks turn out nowhere like <laughs> what I thought. <laughs> but the internet said, you know, it's yeah. like not using a, a meat thermometer sure. for because honestly, I really didn't even have them for a long time. Yeah. I'd cut into the meat, which there again, I'm not really. I'm allowing all those nice juices to run out, right? Because I just cut in an inch and a half into that chicken breast to and see there, if it's pink or not. And there comes a time with fast meats, grilled food like that where you kind of go by time. You do it in, you do it often enough where you're like, yeah, I know burgers 5 minutes aside and almost every time you do it, you know you're going to get the same results. Or steak, you know you want your medium. You know it's cook it 3 minutes, you flip it 3 minutes or whatever case with, and you with, cut yeah, it but, open. Yep. But with that, that that takes that that practice of doing it. Like when it we when you we did when you did the reverse sear steaks, I'm like, dude, you got to flip them. He's like, nope, just wait, because he's just done it enough. He's figured out, hey, I do a full thing, uh, you know, full chimney of charcoal, throw it on, offset, um, you know, wide open. It's going to get me, whatever, 450 degrees, and and I could be wrong on what he's actually setting it at, Hmm. and I'm going to put it on for 10 minutes, flip it 10 (laughs) minutes, and then three minutes aside, and I'm going to have medium. Jamie already has a process in play. I got a process for a few things, yeah. (laughs) Sometimes I'm like, oh man, how did I do that? How did I do that? And I have to like Google it or, or look it up and, and uh, like a grill app. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. 
but yeah, almost. But that's all the how time you know I, you're like a, a real grill pro is when you you know just don't even have to think about it. You're just like, yeah. Well, at least for the few things he's yeah. figured out, right? <laughs> that I mastered, yeah. You're yeah. not gonna bring over something for him. Like, all right, man, here, here you go. He's like, yeah, I just need eight minutes aside for this one. <laughs> I just make this crawfish. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah, three yeah. minutes I'm aside. On, right? I'm on my phone. Yeah, uh, my phone looking it up. Like, oh man, he's got me on this one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's you'll you do it often enough. You'll start to know like you'll you'll know your burgers, your pork chops, your your steaks, and you'll you'll and, get a and good by look too. You, you know, and by look, yeah, you're like, yep, that that looks done. I've gotten pretty good at it. There's been times where I'm like, yeah, that looks good. Like especially in like winter time, I'm like, yeah, that's good. But I always forget the and time base too. I always forget the the factors of like really cold temperature or like high winds. I'm like. Yep, those are done. I bring them inside, cut them, cut them under like high light because in the winter time in Wisconsin, it gets really dark very early, four or five in the afternoon. And you're like, yeah, that's done. You bring it inside under good lighting. You cut it open. And you're like, nope, that is totally not done. <laughs> I should have used what I what I said before. I should have used a meat thermometer, right? You know what I mean? Same thing. Yeah, it starts getting towards dusk, and you're like, I did my field test. I'm like, yeah, that that's medium, and medium, medium rare. Lucky Bring it in, charcoal. go in. It's like, man, it's still mooing. It's like, oh, yeah, I thought I had it on long still enough. You take a bite and it's, oh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's why it's nice with charcoal or, or most grills. You still have, it retains heat for a while. Even after you shut like the, the vents or turn the burners off, you should be able to retain some heat for a while. So you're like, sorry, family, give me like 10 more minutes. <laughs> well, that, you know, it kind of brings into that other thing though, right? Yeah. Another thing, uh, and I, I would look it up cause I can't tell you for, for certain is resting that meat. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of times they say, I think for a steak, rest them, you know, five or 10 minutes, yeah. you know what? Those juices are saying, Hey, those juices kind of work their way in. So if we sit there, take our knife and, and cut into it, we're letting all those juices out. So once you take it off that grill, you whether you tent it, you know, with aluminum foil in a, in a pan or whatnot, it allows those those juices start redistributing throughout the meat. At least so I'm told, right? Yeah, I agree. The pink juices that come out, is that blood or is that another compound from the meat? That's another compound. Funny you say it because I actually just read that somewhere. I forgot what I was looking up. That is not blood itself. Blood's all drained out. That's... What is yeah. it like hemo- hemoglobin or something like that? I I, would, I, I, don't, I have no clue sure. what it's called. Yeah, I saw some, I saw somebody post it. They're like, guys, this is not blood. So quit saying that it's blood that's coming out of the meat. <laughs> right. But listen, I am proud of myself though because I have upgraded from well done. Okay. I am now at medium well. Nice. Oh, yes. very nice. Very yes. Nice. You got a little bit of that pink in there. Yeah. So I need to, absolutely a little bit of pink in there, but uh, medium rare. I, I might need a little bit more convincing on that one. Yes. Yes. Nice. yes. All right. Absolutely. So is there any other tips that you want to share about grilling or things that could be helpful for a starter who is just getting into this grill game? I main thing is his mindset, right? Don't give up. You're, you're going to have bad cooks, you know, like, like we were just talking about before you have these, these professionals and these competitions, uh, whether it's Bobby Flay or, you know, on the barbecue mm-hmm. circuit and yeah. something, something goes wrong and, and and it doesn't turn out the way they wanted. And there's a lot more variables with barbecue or outdoor cooking too, with the the wind and the temperature and and rain and and all the other factors that you're not counting towards. Like if you cook something inside versus outside, you have time and all that other other factors that you can forget about. So I'd say factoring a lot more time versus cooking it on the stovetop or in in the oven versus grilling it outside. Are there any grill safety? tips that you all have that could help prevent some catastrophic events from taking place yeah um 
you know, and one that I, I've, I've seen, you know, through online uh, forums or whatnot is, you know, don't have your grill too close to your house. I think the standard or, or like fire pits, grills, any open flames, 10 uh, feet. Right. Don't have it next to a, a fence. I know somebody who a small yard had it off to the side gas grill pretty much up against the wooden fence and uh, started the fence on fire. Another one I've seen is your bag of charcoal, right? If you're using charcoal, you leave the bag close. You can, uh, the guy actually had, I, I think it took out in his house. He had, I mean, I don't know where his grill was, but mm. the bag was close enough for his garage. garage and just, a, garage. just an ember went and was enough to, to ignite that bag, start the charcoal up. That's a, yeah, that's the tricky part with like charcoal or, I'd say charcoal more than anything because charcoal, you, you got a lot more ash or like embers that could like maybe pop out or jump from yeah. where you're, you're grilling. And spark a flame. Spark a flame. Or yeah. the other big thing is a lot of people like have their grills on their decks, you know, the wood decks, maybe it's an unfinished deck and an ember falls through the grill and they're designed not to do that, but it'll still happen. It'll still fall through. So you only, always want to have some sort of um, like a fireproof mat or surface below your grill right when you're cooking another thing and i'd have to look it up could be a wives tale for all i know i I, th- I thought i seen someone post that this happened to them would be uh if your charcoal briquettes get wet that they can spontaneously combust never heard that before yeah i, I know they smolder and they don't burn yeah it's just like, like I, I mean i don't know i don't know the uh, you know what the odds are of it happening by seeing i was like all right i'm gonna that Keep my like a, charcoal in my garage where it's yeah. not going to get wet. You yeah, know, and you don't want your you don't want in. your fuel to be wet anyways. So you keep that out of no. Way. I mean, you'll you'll ruin your briquettes. You'll ruin your briquettes. You, you'll ruin your wood. That's fine if I well for, yeah. I don't want to ruin my briquettes, but I definitely don't want to take down my garages or stored. So no, right. I guess I need to research that a little more, find out the truth on that and one. The only other safety thing I have, like me being a, a father, is make sure you tell your kids all the time. Keep the kids away. Hey. They're riding their scooters, zipping past you or flying, running past you, playing tag. And you're like, hot grill, hot grill. You can say it 150 times. They're still going to run, like brush up against it. And I'm like, okay. And I told they you. get burned well, and then they start quick, crying. Yeah. And then you're like, see, I told you to well, stay yeah. away. Well, the or, <laughs> or, pet, or pets. pets. Pets is another thing. Like if you have your, your dog on yeah. a leash outside, make sure that leash uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, doesn't can't maybe, wrap it. Can't whack it or like go around it and, yeah. and knock the whole grill over and then you dump all your food you're dumping your your coals and it's just a big uh a big mess big mess well, you, you and avoid. not only just the children right um we have you know if you have cast iron or something right and inside the house a lot of times you have handles and your handles don't get all that hot when you have it on the stove okay some people have fancy ones that they can put in the oven right you're used to doing and it's rare i've done it um but in inside the house of putting uh you know, a pot or something, uh, frying pan into my oven. Mm-hmm. And I, I have done it and then I went and I, I grabbed it. Yeah. So same thing, you got cast iron or something that's safe to have on your grill, you know, your mindset, because most of the time when you use that type of cookware, you're, you're using the stove top is don't go grabbing it. Cast iron is a little different. You could cook on that inside and, and you'll learn pretty quickly that that will be hot. Yeah. Yes. And are there are there types of gloves for grilling? Like obviously you have like your gas your gas gloves. I mean like your your stove gloves to pull out right. you know pans and things of that sort. But are there like any grilling specific gloves that you can use to sort of cut down on the? There's a ton. There's a ton out there. I have 
two sets of gloves. I have one set of dirty gloves that I use for, for like handling charcoal and, and things like that. Sure. I'm not afraid to get dirty, but if I'm like going inside the house or outside the house and I want to like start to grill and I want to go inside the house, I don't want to like, oh, my hands are full of charcoal, like black soot and whatnot. Or if I want to, you know, move my, sh- whatever I got to do, I, I use my dirty gloves for that. Or they can also be used for handling hot pans as well. If I do have that. Leather cat. gloves. Leather. Yeah. Something like that's a welding sturdy. Glo- a welding glove would work. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh I don't even know the name. A working glove. I don't, I don't know the, the technical term for them. Good enough. I, know, I, know I can think of which ones you, you have. Yeah. Uh, they make gloves for um, dealing with the meat, right? You Let's say you're making your pork shoulder, your, you know, your Boston butt, um, and you're pulling it. I mean, they make meat claws. Most of the time, I let it rest, and then I, even the, the silicone gloves, it still gets warm. Uh, I talked about, was it last week, you know, cotton glove and then getting the disposable latex gloves yeah, or nitrate, whatever, whatever to they go, are to go right over, to it, go yeah. right over it. And you still get your hand dexterity from it. Um, but it still can get hot. I mean, it is, isn't the thickest, but when dealing, you know, like with corn, we use, uh, had corn. I never wear, I hate using tongs for corn, right? Cause just gra- you just, I just it. grab them and you, you just deal with the, you start building that callus. Yeah. Um, so you got, yeah, all you, kinds you got of stuff hands, out yeah. there. Yeah. Work hands, blisters, and <laughs> right, <laughs> all types of accessories. So you know, I obviously talked about the grill culture in Alabama. Barbecue is like the culinary anthem of Alabama. Like here in Milwaukee, for you guys, like is grilling something that you all do year round, or is it more in the summertime, in the warmer months, or do you all pull I've out al- the grill in the in the winter? I've always hated the hey, it's grilling season. I'm like. I mean, for me, it's almost all the time (laughs) growing season, except when it's a a blizzard, you know, you got eight inches of snow coming or or high winds or thunderstorms. And and I'm not going out to grill 20 below. I'm yeah, I'm not going out to grill 20 below. (laughs) There's a stretch of time in Wisconsin (laughs) where you're like, "Eh, I'll just stay in for a couple of weeks and and we'll do, uh, we'll do chili and everything inside. I'm going to turn on the broiler and that's how we're going to have steaks because it's 20 below and with the wind chill, it's like 50 below. I'm not going out to my grill. Plus, plus you're opening and closing the door and then it's like, you're letting all the heat out. And it, I guess it depends too where your grill is. Lighting is an issue, right? Because in the winter, huge issue. I mean, it's 4 30 4 4 30 uh and it's dark so unless you you, and you know that full well being here in in january february march i got to experience the taste of milwaukee's winter you get off of work you know you get out of work at 4 30 in the afternoon you're like okay cool i went to work and it's dark i leave work and it's dark and so i've gotten I've, i've gotten uh i've told you already i've got that headlight up I look like a, a dork when I'm outside with a headlight on, but I'm out there, you know, I'm, I'm able to grill in, in January if I want to. Yeah. You know, there, there's a time where you're like, I'm craving a good bratwurst or sausages. You told me about Alabama has yes. what? Koneka sausage. I never heard of Koneka sausage, man. It is an experience. Um, Koneka sausage, sausage origin, originates out of Koneka, Alabama, or okay. Koneka County, I should say. And it is flavorful. Uh, there are different fla- uh, variations of it. So you can get like spicy, you can get like mild, or you can just get like regular. And uh, you can grill it, you can boil it, you can fry it on top of the, the stove. It is. Eat it for breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, dinner, amazing. Okay. So, yes, when you when you guys come down to Alabama, 
I would assume that's yes. the only way to get it, right? Probably have to go down to Alabama. Down to Alabama or, you know, you, white know you know what? You know what? I'll do you all a favor and ship you all some up here. I'll give you my address. Absolutely. I mean, you have my address. I have your here. address, Jay. But I'll, I'll yeah. give you his address. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, you, you know, could put, it, put I mean, it on some dry ice really, and ship it to you, you guys. You could just ship it to one. Yeah. You know, just let us know, like, hey. Oh, we live <laughs> in the future. We if, live in, okay, we yeah. could do that. We could do that. Yeah. We got you know, cars. But let, you, you know, he, he would probably keep it a secret taste a little bit of it and yeah, say well, hey I tell you? this is great i'm gonna eat them and i'm hey, like man. hey didn't dale say he was gonna send us some sausage yeah man i don't just, know what happened never came, as he's sitting there you know eating the rest of it i'll send you a picture of me <laughs> oh, oh this sausage <laughs> you mean this yeah yeah it comes wrapped in almost almost snakeish like so it's like wrapped around okay wrapped yep. Around, yep and um yeah it's it, I'm sure you all have have had Polish sausage before, right? Polish, yeah. Italian, Polish, Italian, bratwurst, yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, so it's similar, like in style or what you can do with it. You can like, you know, fry, saute onions around it and things of that sort, and it's amazing. Nice, it's amazing. Yeah. All right, I'll add it. We'll add it to the list. <laughs> yep. I'm, I don't know how to say it or spell it, but I'll just have to re-listen to this. Connect the dots. Connect. Connect us. C O. I hope I'm spelling it right. C O N E. C U H. Let's refer to our yes. fact checker over in the corner. Oh, wait. wait. Oh. oh, they're not here. <laughs> we're not, no we're fact not, checker. We don't have a fact checker. We yeah. Can't afford that yet. Maybe next time. <laughs> but yeah. You, you know, I, I want to go back. You know, you asked us about cooking a steak. You know, how, how do we get about that? Yeah. Which is great for grilling. Um, now, now you, you, you get the steak, right? And you're, you're able to do it. And you, you cook some burgers and some chicken. And you decide, hey, I want to do some barbecue. You know, what, what should I do? Or, or what's the difference, right? What should I grill or what should I barbecue? You know, like I, we kind of mentioned before that the cheaper the cut of meat, the, you know, like a brisket, it's expensive. Why? Because it's popular now. Uh, but it's really a tough cut of meat. And with that, you want that low temperature. Mm. So we kind of mentioned um, between, you know, what meats, what steak should we grill compared to, you know, to get tender, to get done right. So a lot of times it's your cheaper cut of meats that are tougher and, and that's why those are really the popular barbecue right if it's, if you see a lot of slow cooker recipes for it like i mean i'm sure there might be one out says you know filet mignon uh slow cooker or pressure cooker recipe i mean if teach their own but that's not how i'm going to cook it right it's a right. filet it's a good cut of meat right. you know you shouldn't have to do much to it right so so now you're getting into the uh, the barbecue and you know i'd say pork shoulder you know the boston butt to me, that that'd be my beginner meat. Yeah, it's you can't. It's affordable, and you you eat, can't really mess it up. You can't really, yeah, other yeah. than your flavor profile. Yeah, um, me personally, doing that cut of meat, you know, I'll, I'll inject it. Don't necessarily have to put a rub on it, um, and then at a certain point, you, you can look online, read eighty million people's opinion on how to cook it. I, I wrap it at a certain point. And just wait till you the, the do right you wrap time. it in like foil? Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll actually cook it in an aluminum pan just for for mess. So you know, not all those juices are just dripping down onto my grates or through to the bottom of my grill. You could just put the pan underneath. Put the pan <laughs> yeah. underneath. Okay, but either way, when I wrap it, I'm gonna put it in there. I, okay. I want some of that juice in there. Okay. It also helps with the tenderness. Okay. We're gonna have to have a cook off. We're gonna have to have a cook off. Yeah, man. we're gonna have to have a cook off. Wrap, no wrap. And 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 he'll do his. He'll he'll need his twelve to fourteen hours, not wrap it. And you, I'll I'll the, I'll be done in six. You're the right? hot and fat. He's the hot and fast guy. Like he's he's found it preferable, and I like it too a lot of times. But 
a lot of your, your barbecue. <laughs> wait, wait. Say that again. Say that again for us. You prefer you prefer it too a lot. A lot sometimes, of sometimes I, I like your style too, especially like uh, you're short on time. You're like, all right, let's do it hot and fast. Uh, yeah, you can you can barbecue hot and fast. Hey, you, a you know, different flavor, but it, it's kind of crazy because um, it's like when when grilling. You know, Jamie kind of has, he's figured out certain, certain things and, and temperatures for it, maybe a little hotter than I might go for. But then when it goes to, you know, doing that barbecue, that, that, that slow cook, he like, he tones it way back. You know, it's like two, he's like, yeah, I'm thinking 175. I'm like, are you making jerky, man? <laughs> All right. And, and I'm making up the 175. I, he's, I, my knowledge, he's actually never said 175. Oh, cook, yeah, Trying to make it I, tough, I, I thought I heard him say 200 once. No, no, no. No, 225? 225 is the lowest I've ever gone. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if I can do that 275, have the same results, cut an hour, save hour time. and a half. You'll save time that way. Same taste most of the time. Yeah. So do you do you all grill like is is you grill open or I mean so you barbecue open with the top the lid on the uh, grill open or closed? So when, when, it, when we're that. talking that yeah that we're talking that barbecue that that pork shoulder yeah. ribs brisket you you want to you don't want to open it you know you want to leave that closed as much as possible you know let that smoke right because at that point we're probably having some sort of of wood on there to to give that smoke flavor sure but we also want that consistency right if i if we keep opening that grill we're doing two things right we're first off we're losing our temperature i've read you lose about 20 minutes every time you open your grill i don't care if it's a gas grill charcoal grill pellet grill smoke whatever it is every time you open and check the meat you're adding 20 minutes to the cook time of it mm. because I, you, you lose your heat that much indirect it, heat right indirect and does it make it tougher when you open it like that and even when you lose the time, does it, it make makes it tougher? It or? makes it tougher on your life because on that's a time. Yeah. yeah. That's a point where, where the wife is saying, come on, when is this going to be ready? And your <laughs> and your guests are like, come on. You There's know? a saying, what is it? Like if you're checking it, you're not cooking it or something like that, but you don't want to, if you don't have to open the, the top, don't open the top. Just hopefully you have like, they make thermometers where you can uh, run the wire inside plug or, jam the the thermometer probe into your cut of meat like for especially for barbecue and you could check it usually with like uh, your phone bluetooth or wi-fi yeah you never have to open the top unless you're um like spraying with like an apple juice or like you and i'm glad you mentioned that because i was gonna ask like how do you then check the temperature to see if the meat is complete yeah so i mean they they make these and there's many brands where you actually can have several probes up to like six I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um, and probe one, two, three, just remember which one you had. I actually have some little clips for, for the grill. I gave Jamie a couple. I know I've mentioned this before. Mm-hmm. So uh, like on a, my Weber grill, my thermometer is at the very top, right? So I'm reading 300 there. What am I really getting at the grate? Which is like eight inches below the, the lid itself. So, so I'll, I'll put one, get it on the grate right by, by the meat. And then, yeah, like you said, a, a bigger cut of meat, put one right in it. It's not going to hinder it that much, you know, of losing all that juice or anything like that. It's not like cutting it, o- cutting your steak open quarter of the way and then expecting the same results of a good, of a good steak. And then, yeah, a lot of them are Bluetooth and just sit back and Bluetooth or even better nice. Wi-Fi. If you're Wi-Fi. smoking something, you can go set your food, go to work. Y'all look check, fancy, man. Check your fancy. phone and be like, oh man looking good or you're losing heat and then you're like hey uh, boss uh, i don't feel so well and then you, yeah. you, go, you go home and <laughs> as you got like you know brisket on or you something your brisket on you like i need to take a mental health day <laughs> mental health day uh yeah my uh you're on your drive home like hurrying like yeah. oh man my brisket my 80 dollar brisket <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's too funny yeah yeah 
How are we doing for questions? Did oh, we, man. Did we knock them all out? Oh, man, y'all did a fantastic job. I mean, uh, there are plenty of more that I can add. Oh, I'm sure but, we could do multiple. Yeah. Awesome. But, yeah, no, I appreciate it. Well, I, I, you I anything else, like, sir? Man, I think y'all knocked it out the park. I don't have any more questions. I would love to see what you all would like to add and contribute to the rest of this because uh, you all have done a great job explaining all of the questions that I've answering all of the questions. No, I, I think it was great. Uh, I, you know, excellent, uh, natural, right, for, mm-hmm. for hosting. Um, like Jamie said prior to us recording, what did you say your mom said? My mom always said I had a <laughs> face for radio. It was a... <laughs> It's obviously a, a joke. It's a, yeah, yeah. It was a joke. So, but. No, but you guys really do have the no. voice and the yeah. personality. Yeah, it's very yeah. easy on the ear, and it doesn't seem contrived. So, yeah, I appreciate yeah, it. We I, like to just kind of go with it. Yeah, uh, if you and vibe it. out. Yeah, and just yeah. go with it. And if it, we do it in one take or two takes, and we just say, like, all right, cool. Most of, yeah, most of the time we try one take. There's <laughs> one take. been some with airplanes or uh, children or dogs where it yeah. messes you up might, that bad. You might hear in some of the episodes, like, ruff, 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 ruff. Yeah, <laughs> we don't have a great place, right? It's it, uh, it, Most of the time it comes down to if we're doing a cook, uh, who potentially has plans. So you yeah. know, sometimes it's over, like, right here. We're, right now we're at Jamie's house. Why? Because... Our wives had plans together. Kids he are, has children, so we have to are, some. They're not are, to that yeah. age where we. Well, we could, but you know, it'd be frowned upon leaving them at, at home alone. <laughs> Legally, yeah. Legally, yeah. so. Yeah. yeah, don't want CPS being called. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> so you know, it's like we're in the garage. It it depends every week. You know, we don't have that. Um, sometimes great it's a basement. Spice. Sometimes it's a garage. Sometimes yes. it's a bedroom. It's just wherever we can. It's nice your recording system here is very is portable, battery powered, portable. We can run it anywhere, and and it uses the the professional microphones, yeah. so it, it does sound pretty good. I mean, sounds fantastic. It, my voice, meh, but the microphones really kind of make it sound pretty dang. Give good. it a little bit of that bass, that crisp, yeah, that crispness. Yeah. yeah, this really sounds like a like an Apple produced podcast. Like you know, you listen to nice. Apple Music podcast, the different hosts. It sounds like that great, that quality. Yeah, yeah, nice, yeah. Cool. So yeah, we don't. I don't think I have any questions for you, um, other than I can't wait to go down to Alabama. Hopefully, next time you're down in your your home city, home state, give me a ring, call me up, say hey, you know I'm here. Come on down. Obviously, it's not gonna be easy because I have family and things going on. But if you're there for a stretch of time, maybe I can plan something out and, and check out the Connecticut sausage or, or I don't know what you Connecticut mean. sausage. Connecticut. Yeah. That some, was pretty close. Put, put, some, put some respect on my sausage. Right. right. Connecticut sausage, sausage in Alabama. Connecticut. Right. Yeah. Made in Alabama from Alabama. Yeah. Now, uh, you know, I know we talked a little bit before. Um, I think you do well with this. So, I mean, if you find something, you know, find something you want that you're passionate about, want to talk about and do it. Thank yeah. you so much. Um, and we do have the ability to give you a phone call too. Maybe we could do a recording session. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I have yeah. an attachment. You have an attachment? Okay. You can just phone in, phone and, in. and Bluetooth it to I my love phone, it. And, and then just like um, we're talking now, except, you know, miles away. All right. Thank you. Cool. All yeah. right. All right. So, so again, why, don't, Norm- why don't you, do you, you know how we close the show? Yeah. You guys are going to have to give me a reminder of that. All right. So yeah. We say well, our names, but so let's. You get to start. You okay. get to start. My name is Dallas. I'm Jamie. And I'm Matt. And this is. The Shade Tree Chefs. Pod- oh, yeah, podcast. podcast. Featuring, podcast. Right. Featuring, featuring Dallas. Featuring Dallas. Featuring, featuring Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for coming. Thank you, yeah, Jamie. Thank All you, right. Matt. I appreciate it. Until uh, next time, everyone. Um, tune in. Be tune safe. In. Grill yeah. on. Grill on.